0: Smart listeners, do you want to advertise your business to young go-getters like yourself? Would you like to create business leads over and over without the stress of manual advertising? It's easy. Call 858-848-6186. Advertise your business on the airwaves with the LUTG Radio Show. 858-848-6186. There's brand new listeners daily, and this ad is sponsored by LUTGradio.com. Their number again is 858-848-6186. And by the way, you're listening, aren't you? amen lutg radio's wkkp digital broadcasting and i am kathy brox this is the lutg radio show hey all right all right let's get it going father god in the name of jesus i repent of my sins and come to you lord through the shed blood of your son jesus christ lord god you alone are worthy and worthy to be praised father i thank you Lord god for this day You are awesome in this place. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are appreciated, Lord. So the hype is not about me. It's all about you, God. It's all about you because without you, I would not be taking a breath. I thank you, Lord God, for you are worthy. I know, Lord God, that poverty is not your image. And because it's not your image, it's not mine either. And I know, Lord God, that this is not where you have me to be. I know, Father, that you are my deliverer and my waymaker. I know that my dreams have not been forgotten. I know that you hear me and I believe you and I trust you. And if I am going through these things, how many more people are? And you hear each and every one. And we appreciate you, Lord God. Because you said in your word that you would never leave nor forsake us. And we trust you, Lord God. Even though we don't see what you are doing, Lord God. We trust that you are always with us and you will always give us victory. For you said in your word that you would. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, speak through me today. Glory to God. To God be all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Today's show, well, we're just going to kind of chat a little bit. A little, a little stuff that's been happening to me. A little stuff that I, you know, things that I go, uh, that I experience and I just find it so funny sometimes. Uh, I may share some of that with you. If, if I'm thinking about it now. If it's not too embarrassing, I'll go ahead and share it. <laughs> One thing I can say is today, this morning, i accomplished making maple syrup i know to some of y'all you chefs you cooks that is so easy and so simple however i'm a pancake lover but i hate super sweet syrup ain't that crazy i love pancakes but i hate super sweet syrup it gives me a headache because it's like too much it's like when you get that headache, your body's going, eh, 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 you better exercise cause eh I don't like that. <laughs> Anybody ever get that? It's like eating um those uh pecan pies. You know, when you're younger, it's sweet, but it's like I ah, it's so good. It tastes so good. All of nuts. And you 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 know, you feel it a little bit, but you like, I'm gonna burn this off in about ten minutes. You down one of those and you out the door, you gonna play ball, you gonna play jump rope, whatever. It's like you never even ate one. <laughs> it's like you never even ate one. But when you get over thirty, you like, oh man, that looks so good. You take something, you like, Ooh, dang, I could taste the sugar all up in that sucker. <laughs> and so for me, it's the same thing. Now, I'm not diabetic and then, so don't even trip. That, that's not it. It's just that I don't normally eat a bunch of sugar, and but when it comes to, but okay, I like candies and things like that, but I don't eat it all day every day. Some days I'll go on a binge, just like everybody else. I try not to eat emotionally because it not only makes you fat, but it makes you kind of disgusted with yourself, you know. And it gives you gas. It's good if you have gas because that means it's coming out, but at the same time. Whoa, you don't want to be in the same room with your own gas because it's like (laughs) ambulances start coming. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what have you eaten? What you do to yourself? (laughs) Oh man, anyway. So i learned how to i figured out i looked it up online how to make maple syrup and i was like i just want some pearl cakes because i was making pancakes this morning and i ran out of syrup oh my goodness i ran out of syrup y'all oh i don't even tell you the rest of the stuff i ran out of but you know the pancakes i had plenty of pancake stuff and i know how to make pancakes from scratch so so that's all good all right so oh i I told y'all the story about how i needed pancakes i was so hungry one day i was in chicago at this apartment complex and um i was living somewhere in barrington or something and uh and uh i was so hungry i had money to pay the rent but i had no money to buy no food and so (laughs) and so i was so hungry i was like lord I ain't got, I got scraps here. I was like, well, how do I make pancakes? Tell me how to make pancakes. Cause so I was like, I got some flour and I, I pray. And then all of a sudden I started to hear this recipe. So I start putting, I started writing it down. Right. <laughs> I'm writing this stuff down. I'm like, Okay. Okay. And then, you know, and then I just said, well, let me just go ahead and I'ma just start mixing it in. So I'm I'm listening and I'm mixing. He's like a cup of this and a cup of that and a cup I'm like, a teaspoon of this tea. I'm like, oh snap. And I'm blending it up. I'm like, oh Lord, don't let me forget. <laughs> they tasted great. God will give you a recipe. Because never think that just because when you look in the refrigerator the cabinet, you only got like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. God will make something with what you got. I'm telling you. He did it for me. I was so happy to have that pancake recipe. I was like, I called my sister. But I was like, oh, God gave me a recipe to pancakes. <laughs> She's like, well, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I gave it to her. <laughs> I was like, God gave me a recipe for pancakes. <laughs> they taste so good. I was so freaking happy. Cause one, that was the first time I ever got like anything like that from him. Why didn't I ask him what what should I, what stock should I buy? I should have asked him, Lord, what stock should I buy so I can get up out of this. Hey Lord. <laughs> I would love to have some money for my bank account from heaven. Thank you. Amen. I ain't gonna do, let's let's bypass the stock. I made that mistake before. Let's bypass the earthly stock. Let's go and get the stock from heaven. Look, a withdrawal from my bank account. Now, you withdraw money from your account. I withdraw money from my account. Amen. <laughs> Everybody has a heavenly, a heavenly bank account in heaven with real money. It's real money and provisions. That's somebody else's testimony. I mean, these people are really rich. Every time they need something, they just make a withdrawal. Bam, it's right there. Just like what Jesus did. When he, uh, got the gold coins out of the fish's mouth, he paid his taxes. It's like, brother, what? Snaps. Don't you ever read stuff in the Bible? and You'd be like, man, I wish I could do that. And Jesus, then you read in chapter, in the book of John, chapter 14, Jesus like, <laughs> yo, I'm going home and, uh, you're going to be able to do what I did and great up. No limits. you like, what? No limits for reals. Hold on, hold on. You mean like, see, like, okay, so, okay, so, so, I got a job, right, and I get so much about a week, and I pay my rent and whatnot, and then I have some left over, you know, but it's on my debit card or whatever's in my pocket, and once I spend that, I ain't got no more. But you telling me if I hand what? I know it's empty. My empty debit card to the cashier. You gonna put some money on that? God is like, no limits. You're like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You telling me, now he did this for Juanita Bynum Cause she was doing the same thing. I I just thought of her name when I came up with this example. (laughs) She went to the ATM, right? And she, she had no money. She had no money. This is when her hair was short and she wasn't wearing no weed. And she had a family to take care of Whatnot? She's She was working at an airline uh, for the airline as a stewardess, I guess she said. And she said she went and she was shaking. She went and she put her debt card <laughs> in the ATM machine. <laughs> and the machine started kicking out money. <laughs> it kicked out like $600, I guess. <laughs> she, she grabbed it. She grabbed the money and she held tight. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish some eight, I wish God would allow me to put my ATM card in a machine and then start kicking out money knowing that I only got like $13 in that account. You start kicking out money and my account ain't overdrawn for it. It ain't coming out of nobody else's account. God is just like, you know, boom, from heaven to you. <laughs> Woo! See, when God blesses you, ain't nobody else going to be short. When God blesses you, ain't nobody else going to be short. So you ain't got to worry about that. That's what I'm talking about. You're like, what about the wealth transfer? Well, here's some bad news. In the Bible, whenever I read about a wealth transfer, the people that were going against God, Usually ended up in the dirt, they taking a the dirt nap, except without the noise. there's just like a dirt nap with no noise. Say <laughs> somebody saying a eulogy over him. <laughs> yep, pretty much. But isn't it wouldn't it be cool like when you read the Bible, you'd be like, man. I mean, I truly would like that. I remember I wrote this book a while ago. And it's uh, called 12 Breath of God. 12 Breaths of God reunite Me with My Breath. Now, my pastor said, you know, shorten sure that, just make it Breath of God or something. I was like, no, no, no. And he was right, I should have because the whole title was just too long, right? And anyway, I had got a feeling that I shouldn't put a certain thing in the back of the book, but I was like, I'm gonna put it in the book because it's true. And it happened. And I was able to say, Yes, Jesus! And no to that, right? So when I was a little kid, I did something stupid. And in the moment of doing it, because I, I told you the story before, in the moment of doing it, I knew it was wrong. But I wanted this thing so bad. You know how we are as little kids? We see something, and look all glossy and nice. We're like, Man! Like, you know, you see an outfit that you really like, and you like, Man, that looked good on me. Ooh, I wish I had the money to pay for it. It was only fourteen ninety nine. One was like uh twenty nine ninety nine or something. It was like $30. Whole thing was probably like 100 a $150 for what I was looking at. I was looking at the speaker catalog. <laughs> they out of business now, though, I think. Um, anyway, so I was looking at the catalog, and they had some nice stuff. I wanted it so bad. And in that moment, I wish that my grandma was there to be the seamstress. I wish she was like... I wish she was like one of those people that could just like whip out an outfit in like two shakes. <laughs> but, you know, and she wasn't sewing anymore. She didn't have a sewing machine. And I didn't really know how to sew. Not like that. I could like mend some stuff. And so, anyway, I saw this Spiegel magazine. It was a, actually it was a newspaper. It was something because Spiegel had a magazine. They were advertising in the newspaper. It was in one of the Sunday newspapers. And I saw this outfit. I was like, oh. That would look so good on me. And then I heard the devil say something to me. And I re- the reason why I knew it was the devil, because one, I ain't never heard this before. I ain't never thought of it before. And I I actually believe Jesus. But nobody really taught me how to ask God for stuff. This is why you should start telling your kids early how to ask God for stuff. Because most people say, well, you ask me, I'm the mama, I'm the daddy. or you ask me for what you want. No, you tell them, You tell God what you want and God going to make sure I can get it for you. So you start telling your kids, start praying to Jesus and ask the father in the name of Jesus, whatever you want and you're going to get what you want. Don't just don't ask amiss. Like for example, don't say father in the name of Jesus, my brother gets on my nerves. Would you punch him in the face for me? He'd be like, no, no, father God, in the name of Jesus. I thought that I should have had that candy, but my mama divided it between the two of us. Why she get my candy? No, no, she shouldn't have my candy. No, or I ain't got no degree, but I look prettier than they do. So I should have got that job or I got five degrees and I think I would do a better job than them i want that job no tell god what you really want i want a job doing what they do and he'll either have you to build your own company or find a place where that position can be made available or is available and where you do that is you promote somebody and so so you gotta not ask amiss and ask god for what he has written and what honestly what i would say is i would say train your kids to pray whatever god wrote in their book and how you do that is you say father i won't i I pray that i achieve all tell me what's in my book so i'll pray for i pray that i achieve all the things that you have written down for me and as you're praying and say if you you see something that you want to do lord god is this you lord god is this what you want for me so get them in the habit of saying, Lord God, is this what you want for me? Amen. Cause you may not have been, you may not make, God may not have written for you to be a football player. He may have written for you to be the football team owner. So you gotta, you know, don't always think so low cause you can go high. You know what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> so anyway, I wrote this book uh, when I was younger. and, um, uh, was an experience i had, had so i was looking at this uh sunday newspaper um and because my mom always bought the sunday paper she's just an avid reader she loves to read and so she just got us in the habit of reading she's like i don't care if you read the comics just read and so i'm reading the paper right and i see this and she she at work i think yeah she was at work and um i reading the paper and I, I know i'm supposed to go to bed and <laughs> i'm reading this i'm on the floor in the bathroom, like in the bathroom in the hallway, sitting on the floor, reading this paper. <laughs> and I see this thing, and I hear, oh, I sell my soul for them clothes. You know how we say stuff like, I'll kill for that. I'll do this for that. My dumb butt said exactly what I heard. And so I ain't thinking nothing of it. In the middle of the night, all of a sudden, the drawer... To my dresser opens, and I'm awakened, and I see this bright light coming up out of the drawer. I mean, it was bright, bright, and I'm like, "Say what? <laughs> you 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 just understand? I wore pop bottle glasses." And in the moment that that drawer opened, I for, well, first I had to put my glasses on. And even with the glasses on, I could see, you know, but it, I wish that my sight was still 2020, right? And so I'm looking at that and I just get this feeling, don't do it. Because I, I, I was pulling back the covers to go see what it was because I like to investigate stuff, right? And then I just got this feeling within myself, that's the devil turn over and go to sleep so i turned over and went to sleep because i was like and and i heard within myself you can't have my soul stupid <laughs> i'm just paraphrasing now with <laughs> my attitude that was my attitude you can't have my soul stupid and i and i just heard just turn over and go to sleep so i turned over and went to sleep i mean i i and so when I when I made up in my mind to not receive that, the light that was in that drawer went out. It, it went out. And I just went over and I, I rode over and went to bed. I just went back to sleep because I was like, disturbing my sleep. And it's so good I had a, such a sound sleep after that. I slept so good. <laughs> I just <laughs> And the funny thing is, I never thought, about those clothes again and then my mom came home like a couple nights later or a couple weeks later she says oh yeah i want these shirts i bought these shirts from work this lady sells these shirts and i really wanted them and my sister like nah that was a, i'm like oh i really want that shirt and she's like kathy don't you want this shirt i'm like yes my sister was influencing me i'm like you just don't know girl that's the shirt and she's like we do want that and i was like no we don't want that and then later on, her little friends had on that shirt. <laughs> She's like, Mama, I want little shirt. She's like, I bought those shirts. And y'all said y'all didn't want them. I was like, yes, I know, ma'am. Yes, I know. I knew that was the shirt. That was a very blouse that was in the in the newspaper that I had wanted, which was $30. But she had found it for $15. Ah! God evidently had told her what I wanted because I said yes to him and no to Satan. He told her to go get it for me. And then I let another person or another thing influence me into not getting what I wanted. So here's a lesson to you. When you pray for something and you believe in for something and it comes your way, take it. Receive it. When you say no to the devil, when you say no of getting what you want in the wrong way, God will make sure that you get what you want in the right way. When you say no to the devil and getting what you want in the wrong way, just wait because God going to bring to pass the thing that you want in the right way. Trust God 100%. Trust the Lord. It's so funny, I told you the story the other day about prom. I didn't know how I was going to go to prom. Had no clue. Didn't have no money. My little friends, boyfriends, were paying for their stuff. And some of them had a job. You know, they had, you know, parents would pay. They would pay. Boyfriend would pay. But I didn't have none of that. I didn't really have none of that. I was dating somebody, kind of, sort of, not, you know what I'm saying, off and on. like, But I wasn't fornicating, so technically we was just really buddies because you know my friends you know and they boyfriends they hooked up i didn't because i had this idea in my mind that sex was for marriage right i really did i was such a romantic and i still do believe that sex is for marriage i was such a romantic because i believe god i heard that in church (laughs) and and my mom would tell me that stuff. And so she would tell it. My father would reinforce it. And I heard it in church. And so I was like, yeah, sex is for marriage. If you wait, it'll be good. It, you'll be blessed. And I thought, yup. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, I, I, that was my absolute. I really believe that the stars would align and that, you know, rockets would go off and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I just... Too many movies. I was watching too many movies. However, sex is still for marriage and you should wait. I ain't gonna get I ain't gonna say that you're gonna have like you're gonna see rockets when you kiss some dude. That's the right one. I'm not gonna say that. I'm just saying, um a fire rockets, fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is you should wait for the right one. Don't just go kiss everything that comes your way. Make them work for it. Don't kiss everything that comes your way because, and the reason why I say this because you're worth waiting for. And I would say the same thing to guys. Don't be kissing on every female that you come across because you're worth waiting for. I don't care if you're 50 right now. I don't care if you're 25 or 15. If you're nine years old, okay, keep your lips to yourself. All right, hold on. I know y'all be trying to do stuff when y'all little, but you can wait. You can wait. <laughs> <laughs> But for you adults, eighteen and over, whether you are eighteen years old or a hundred and nine, you're worth waiting for. I know at a hundred and nine, you're like, if you ain't kissed nobody, you're hundred and nine. You're like, man, I've been greasing my lips for a long time. Ain't there somebody for me, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Because <laughs> I, I, I almost saw myself in that same position. I was like, oh, God. I'm not going to imagine myself in that position. Oh, please don't come at me. Every time I, I, say a, uh, I say something like that on a show, there's always one guy that thinks he's the one to show me what to do and how it rolls. No, thank you. I'm grown. I know how it rolls. I'm good. i am i'm okay i'm okay i don't i don't i don't need you to teach me how to do (laughs) how to do anything (laughs) i'm okay i i really would rather wait okay (laughs) it's so funny Uh, when i was uh i was uh i was sitting out in front of the church because we had just finished cleaning and one night it was a Saturday morning, and uh, these dudes rode up in the, my pastor, who the guy I was dating. He had went inside to go do something, and uh, and these guys they saw me sitting there, and all they saw was tits. I was, but I was fully clothed. But for some reason, these guys are able to spot tits from like a mile away. It's just like tit. tit, tit, tit. <laughs> so. hot and you know i had all it was just a regular t-shirt but it was a thin t-shirt anyway but i was fully clothed and so they saw tits skirt and legs and uh pastor goes in and i'm sitting outside he's like i'll be right back because i guess he was going to get the car or something he's like i'll be right back i'm gonna pull around or something. yeah he says he's he gonna pull around and uh so i was waiting for him and these guys pull up in his uh truck And they go, oh, yo, sister, you need a ride? I'm like, surely he ain't talking to me. I'm thinking to myself, and I heard the Lord say, don't move. I'm like, oh, snap, something about to break off up in here. I I clearly heard that voice, don't move. Because they were waiting for me to get up, and had I moved, they were going to snatch me up, right? And um, and so I was like, oh, shoot. And I'm, I'm trying not to shake, right? Because at this point, I know something's about to happen. I'm trying not to shake. I said, I'm like, either God going to kill them or they're about to get jacked somehow. Oh, I don't think I want to see this. <laughs> I was for real, and I was scared, too. I was scared. I was a little scared for myself and also a little scared for them. Cause I know God. And so, <laughs> and so he he asked me again, yo, yo, baby, I'm talking to you. And I look up, I go, no, no, thank you. Y'all, you don't want to, you don't want to ride. You don't want me to give you no ride. I'm like, he's like, you come sit in this truck at the back of the truck with me. And you know, he kind of grabs his stuff. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need nothing from you. You can go ahead. I'm just saying, baby, you know. No, thank you. And he drove away. I was like, oh, thank God. Because I, I knew he was hearing God talk to him because I was looking at his face. and like, I know he hear God. I know he hear God telling him to move on. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you going to die? I didn't really know what God was going to do. But anytime God tells you, don't move, something is about to happen. So if I was you, if you ever hear God tell you, don't move. Don't move. Sit right there or stand right there. Don't move. Be still. Because I honestly think had they come up on the curb, they probably would not have taken another step. I really think that something would have happened to them because like I said, he said, Don't move. And I was just like, wow. And so anyway, uh I uh I never set out on the front <laughs> on the front of the church again. Isn't that terrible? Not by myself anyway. Um it's terrible that that that's the case that men are such they allow that spirit of perversion to overtake them remember God said he told Cain be careful Cain sin is at the door and he says you know you let in a little and soon he said you let in a little and it guides you and then you start guiding it and so we got to be careful in everything that we do both male and female to not let sin have a a foothold into our lives and into our minds because then we begin driving that sin spirit and it goes oh yeah and the more you sin the stronger and the bigger it gets because it's feeding off of you sin is not very large it's it's small you can probably hold it in your hand but the more you do the more you accept it and the more you You give in to it. You begin to become the driver and you make it stronger. The devil does not have any strength unless you give it to him. So do whatever you can to not give him any strength. Don't give him any strength because he belongs beneath. He belongs in hell where he at. He ain't supposed to be coming out. And even if God gives him rain to roam about the earth, He ain't supposed to have reigned over you, your territory, your mind, your soul is your territory. I know you buy a house and you own that land. However, your very first land is you, your soul, mind, will, emotions, imagination, and conscience. The devil has no right to that. That's yours. It's yours. He has no right to it and has no right to tell you to give it up. So anytime you hear the devil telling you to say stuff like, I'll sell my soul, say, I rebuke you, devil. You have no right to that. That is yours, not the devil's. He lost his life in a battle for trying to take what was not his. God had already given him almost everything. He was second in command and he wanted more. He wanted to be God. He wanted to be God. And it's so funny. Is that when he would give a command to anyone in heaven, they would obey him as if he was the Lord. Second in command. He, had, he didn't realize that he had already had all the power he would ever need to be blessed. But he was greedy. Greed will get you put in a grave. Greed got Lucifer put in a grave. And his name changed from Lucifer to Satan. From light to darkness. From beauty to absolute horror and terror. To look at the face of the devil is, you'll die. He is so wretched. You'll die. Your soul belongs to you. And what you do with it is your responsibility. Because not only will you live... In this earth, and you have up to 120 years to live in this earth, but your soul will go on for an eternity. Your soul has a body, a spiritual body. It is your mind, will, emotions, and imaginations, and conscience, and it lives. It lives on very long, eternally. It will never, ever, ever die. What will you do with your soul? Will you live with the Lord God Almighty? Or will you go to hell? The only way you die, only way your soul dies, because you can't kill your soul, the maker can kill it, can burn it. Imagine how hot his fire is. You can't kill your soul. Only the one that created it can kill it. He made you. Mind, will, emotions, imaginations, and conscience. That is a spirit. You are a living, speaking spirit, just like the Lord. That spirit lives on for eternity. I'm going to be with the Lord. I'm going to be with Jesus. And I hope that you will choose him as well. Because otherwise, while you're waiting for the lake of fire, you get tormented in hell. Hell is a very real place. I've seen it myself, and I can tell you, you don't want to be there. I was 18 years old when I saw hell. I was 18 with my whole life ahead of me and suddenly I died in a classroom, in a dance classroom. Suddenly the lights went out. I fell to the floor and I was in hell. The funny thing is, if I had not taken that dance class, that Catholic, faithful Catholic lady That teacher would not have been there to teach that class. And if she had not take, if I had not been in her class. Then she wouldn't have been there to pray for me. Because no one else knew what to do. Here's the funny thing. When I was signing up for classes, I heard, take her class. So I did. I took her class. And a few weeks into her class, I died. Dead as a doornail, I died. I saw myself falling. I had no clue that I was dying. I thought I was dizzy. I just heard myself hit the floor. And the next instant, I was in hell. It was completely dark all around. And I saw these things coming at me. They were demons. And then suddenly, I saw this bright light, which tells me she began to pray. See, I didn't know any scriptures at that time. I knew Jesus was real. I had tried to get saved when I was younger. But I wasn't allowed to. I don't even know why. Something about an age limit or something about somebody doesn't want you. I, I don't even know. I came into the house one day when I was 14. And I saw Pat Roberts on TV. And he was giving an altar call. And I wanted to say it. But I came in the middle of it. And I thought that, oh my goodness, it's too late. And so I said, well, I'll catch it next time. But every time next time came around, I wanted to watch Sunday church there was always a football game on and we couldn't watch TV and so I would go around to the church around the corner nobody, it's like when is the altar call, when can I say what Pat Roberts said and I would try and try nothing, I would meet Christians and nobody would offer me salvation they would tell me you're a good girl you're a good girl As if good girls don't need salvation. A good girl can go to hell. I went to hell. A good girl can go to hell. A good boy can go to hell. A nice person can go to hell. I went to hell. I was very kind and very nice to everybody I met. You can ask them. They would even say things like, you're nicer than your sister. Okay, why are you bragging on my sister? I don't like that. Shut up. I was still a nice person. I was cordial and kind. I was brought up that way. I was taught to be kind. You be kind and courteous. That's the right way to go. But even kind and courteous people go to hell. I went to hell. 18 years old, my whole life ahead of me. I went to hell. I did not even know what was happening. And I I just remember it was dark. And before I could think, what is this? Why am I here? What happened? Jesus came and got me. No joke. That is a real deal thing. The teacher began to pray. And she must have told other people to pray too. But she began to pray. And all of a sudden, I saw this bright star. I mean, it was like super. There's not even a color white for this color, white. This it was just completely gloriously white. And he started to pull me up. First, he backed off the demons. When they saw when when light comes into darkness, darkness must flee. So the moment he pierce that darkness the moment he thought to come get me they backed off and he started to pull me up out of hell and hell is so far down i thought that i was in space when i i was trying to figure out where i was later on i was like was i in space no i was in the earth It is so far down. Man can't even reach it with equipment. It is so far down. I just remember him pulling me up and it was taking so long to get out of the darkness. It was just taking so long. And all of a sudden I started to hear, I started to hear my name being called. That was when I knew that I was in the earth when I started to hear my name being called and I was trying and he was pulling me up to heaven. He was pulling me up to heaven and I was, tr- I wanted to go and she kept calling my name and I, I wanted to go and I was like, who is that calling me? And I wanted to go to heaven and he was pulling me up. And then I went towards the voice that was calling me and he put me back in my body because I could feel, feel her doing CPR on me. I could feel it. And it sounded loud. I was like, wow, what is that? And she kept, he kept calling me and kept hitting me. And suddenly I went, <gasps> and I was so freaked out. I grabbed my crap and I ran. Cause I, well, at first I said, how long was I out? She's like 20 minutes. I was like, oh my God. And I ran. I just, I was so scared I ran I should have talked to her she could have gave me salvation I just ran I was so scared I'm offering you salvation now for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life if you want to get saved repeat this prayer after me Lord Jesus I ask you to forgive me of all my sins I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I'll be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth, that you rose from the dead and and, and I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in a dark place and from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You got saved. Amen. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Read your Bible starting off with the book of John chapter one. Um, and um, learn. read Genesis two, because it's all about decreeing a thing. And that's asking for what you want. Um, and um, let me know what you got saved. Amen. And uh, the Lord's Prayer is in the Book of Matthew. All right, so that's enough. Jesus loves you. You listen to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. My name is Kathy Brocks, and this is the LUTG Radio Show.
1: In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 888-672-BLUE or visit HereForYouTX.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company.
2: With Direct Energy's Free Nights, you get 12 hours of free power every night. That means when it comes to pulling an all-nighter to get that presentation ready for the big meeting, we provide free power to the first pot of coffee. Power to your trusty laptop. Power to the motivational music. Power to the second pot of coffee. Power to the microwave for those late-night snack attacks. And power to you. For getting that promotion you worked so hard for. Call 888-400-6044 or visit directenergy.com slash free nights to sign up for free power all night, every night. Call 888-400-6044 or visit directenergy.com slash free nights. See directenergy.com slash free nights for full details subject to change. Terms and conditions apply. P-U-C-T number 10040.
1: In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 888-672-BLUE or visit hereforyoutx.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company.